Hello. Hello, Merlin. <laughs> why, why can't you honor the document by putting things in before we start the show? I do. The, the show has started, and hands up. I'm not touching my keyboard. Pencils Everything down. that's in the document is in the document. <laughs> okay. All right. It's going to be one of those episodes. Uh, all right. Okay. <laughs> Hello. <sighs> you ready for some follow-up? Yes. All right. Uh, I'm going to move down an item just to ask about it. I know you didn't put it down there, but I just want to ask about it. Did you... I don't remember if we talked about it. Did you play Sayonara Wild Arts? Not I yet. know you nope. saw nope. your daughter play it. No. no, I haven't. Did she play it at all, or did she just like try it once and that was it? I haven't checked back in. She she plays a lot of Minecraft these days. I'll I'll check back in and ask. You should play it. It's on it's on your homework list. You I know, I know. Um ask kid about Sayonara Wild. Yeah, but no, but just you, you, you play it for five I do, minutes. I do that. It's like, okay. yeah, it's like you don't, ha- it's not a thing that you have to finish or like what, just play it. And okay. it's like, oh, I played it for five minutes and didn't like it. That's all you got to do. It's easy homework. What's the best uh, thing to play it on? Uh, you have a Switch, right? Mm hmm. Uh, well, do you want to buy it? Yeah, you could buy well, it. Well, I mean, Switch. I've got it. I've got it on arcade, right? Yeah. Yeah. Then you, but then you have to, you should do it with a controller. Can you pair your PlayStation controller with your iPad? That's a fun little project for you. That'll be it's, more fun. It's, the if game. you look, it's on it's my, the fifth piece of homework on my list. Oh, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. no, play, pair PlayStation remote. It's a different thing. Oh, oh my God. PlayStation is oh capital my God. S. Anyway. Oh, um, my. <laughs> all right. All right. Anyway, I just wanted to check <laughs> it right. now. All right. Uh, yes, 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 yes. Just making sure. Okay, now on to uh, follow proper. Douche. I thought we talked about this last time, but maybe not. Um, fill us in on. Uh, did you? God, I'm getting sold. I listened to last week's you episode. Really, you really are. You're you're getting. You know, you're getting. Um, God bless you. I'm just glad you're alive and healthy. Mm-hmm. But you're getting mm-hmm. cranky. Um, you're getting. Uh, you're getting very critical. Mm-hmm. And. Um, you're just you're 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 becoming like a, I don't know, like some kind of like a Rudy Giuliani character. Mm, I won't go that far. Okay. Um, also, that's I, racist. I did. Uh, <laughs> oh, I see. It's in this day and age, yeah. In this economy, I uh, no my arms. different reference. Uh, say it again. In this day and age, can you effing believe that? Day I'm, I'm censoring age. For, I got just nothing. Prejudice against Italians. Can you believe that? Oh, it sounds like Godfather. Mm, no. Closer, though. Oh, warmer, uh, getting warmer. Uh, good, good fellas? Yeah. Oh. Remember, he wants to, to uh, he's going on a date or whatever, and, says she, and uh, Joe Pesci says the girl won't go with her or whatever because she's oh, president yes. against Italians. Can you, can you effing believe that in this day and age? Yes, yes, yes. All those tablecloths. Uh, so I, I asked your advice last time. What you might be thinking of is last time I asked you if I needed special bespoke tools to take my arms off, and I did it. I sent you a photograph. I took the arms off my costly chair, and I'm still adjusting. I, I haven't done any Riker style slide ins yet because it's got wheels on it. But um, should take the wheels off too. It's okay to have wheels, right? No. You, um, do you have what's your what's your surface situation there? Are you on a hard floor like a linoleum? You got a carpet? What's going on? Uh, well, the uh, the base layer is San Francisco. Above that, there is uh, surprisingly cushy industrial carpeting. And on top of that, I have one of those nubbly uh, roll around uh, chair. Oh, there's chair mats. there's your problem. You got the nubbly roll around. Oh yeah, what do you think I should do? Should I put like a, like a board down? Well, I mean, or something? that makes it that makes it slick. I mean, some people like a slick surface. Mm. I mean, you like to you like to move around. You like I to, do, I do. You can get right in there, right? But then that I can understand why you're not willing to riker it up because you might, you know, 
Whoa, whoa. Go, uh, go merl over tea kettle and just really hurt yourself. <laughs> also, it, uh, it gets, no matter how much I try to introduce entropy to the position of the wheels, it seems mm, to get they kitted. They find their groove. Yes, yeah. yes. And it's like uh, wagon wheel tracks or something. Yeah, yeah. Water seeks its level and mm-hmm. Merlin's chair finds the groove. Yeah. <laughs> Merlin's chair got its groove back. Wow. Okay. So anyway, it, it's okay. I do, I kind of miss them, but I keep mm. telling myself this will be better for me. Well, how are you feeling? Are you feeling free? Are you feeling sort of like less encumbered when no. you're in the chair, when you're on the throne, so to speak? <sighs> No, I guess I put my arms on them more than I realized because I feel a little mm, bit... you got phantom limb syndrome. You're looking for the arms and they're not there. Like, yeah, like uh, Raynaud syndrome. I, I, I can't, I don't feel very cared for, but I think mm. I'll get used to it. All right. Well, are you enjoying the uh, the better entry angles? Not really. Um, you know, okay, so let me say this. I, I don't want to be a negative Nelly. I, uh, I like that I don't have the moving arms anymore. Right, as I mentioned two episodes ago, it was frustrating to me that on the costly chair the arms would move around willy nilly, and uh, I like not having uh, that. But no, I'll get used to it. I'll get used to it. I should get a tray for this thing. I should get a tray. It's difficult. At least I have a keyboard that works. Um, God, <sighs> listen to you boys talk about that keyboard stuff. It's it's killing me. Oh, no, because I agree. It's because I agree. Me. Huh? I just I just. Just before we went on air, I was doing some work stuff on my work laptop, and you, you forget. You sit down with the work laptop, unlock it with Touch ID, yeah, you're like, oh, yeah. and you start typing something out, and then you look at the screen, and all your words are just stuck together. And you're like, oh I'm hitting the space. Oh, yeah, I forgot this space bar. And then I switched to my other keyboard. And to state the obvious, so this is something you talked about on, on the most recent ATP, to state the obvious, um, I, 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 would ar- I would argue that the only thing worse than a space bar that literally doesn't work at all is one that works, what, one-fifth of the time? Yeah, the percentage is going down. I mean, like, oh, here's the thing. It, I think it's like one out of every four or five hits if I do those hits like as hard as I possibly can with my thumb. But if I don't think about it and forget for a moment and just type as I normally would, it's zero percent. Nothing. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's frustrating. And it sounds like your kids have the not precisely opposite problem, but they, they get too they many get doubles, spaces. Which, yeah. which is better because mm-hmm. you can fix those and you don't have to hammer to get in the... I'm, I'm really getting to the point where I'm I'm trying to like arrange for this this is a work laptop in theory i can bring it to work and say the keyboard doesn't work uh get it fixed but then i'm going to be without a laptop for some unknown amount of time that's going to be annoying at work so i'm trying to like yeah. plan it maybe when i go on you know holiday at the end of the year like to hand it in then but then i won't have a laptop when i'm on vacation i don't i don't know what i'm gonna do yeah i'm using a bluetooth keyboard for now 2017 i got this is a 2017 laptop so i had a good run i'm trying really hard not to constantly complain about apple because it's becoming a little too on brand for me but it's Mm -hmm. it's a very frustrating time right now uh well good luck good luck on the 16 inch i know you love a laptop uh so yeah arms off lifestyle boom living it uh i can dispense with the next one really quickly uh i did not do so this is follow-up on the apple tv tv app and um i did not as i promised do extensive testing and documentation um, but I did have an experience on, it would be probably over the weekend that is typical of what I find frustrating, uh, somewhat antithetical to your extremely good experience of installing the app so you could watch good eats. Um, and I, 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 I'm going to probably have my kids shoot a movie of me doing this just so I get it exactly right. But here's roughly what happened. Um, 
So, so to, to, to just cover a little bit of old ground, I really like the Siri functionality on Apple TV. I like being able to say something to the TV. It is really smart about knowing what, what you mean most of the time. And I would have to say before the latest tvOS update, it was generally pretty good, generally, about knowing where you would kind of want to watch something. And I have in that beta that uh, wasn't so good for me, and now in the live version, I'm having much less luck or consistency with TV, Apple TV and tvOS understanding where I like to watch the things. So I did what I always do. And this drives my kid crazy because like you, you know, she's the kind of person, I guess she likes to just mash around with her thumb until she finds the thing she wants. I love the idea of being able to zoom straight into exactly, you know, sometimes a given uh, season, an episode of a TV show, a movie, you know, she'll be fumbling around with that thing and I'll just be like, just just talk into the thing and it'll find it. Okay, so the other night, uh, we're going to tuck into this uh, terrible season of Survivor. And so I say, uh, hey, Dingus, you know, I talk to the Dingus, I hold it up to my mouth and I say Survivor. Little interstitial pops up from the bottom, you know, the which, let me just, you know, disambiguate what it is that you want. There were two options, one of which was the TV show Survivor. And I was like, okay, that, that part, rarely a problem. As long as it heard and understood what I want, it's pretty good. I click on it and wonder of wonders, John, it takes me to an Apple TV TV app page for Survivor. And I was all ready to be all like, meh. But because, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> want me to try and watch it on stars? I don't know. But no, it said, hey, Hulu, little icon for Hulu shows up, logo for Hulu, right? Hey, wow, this is fantastic. And it offers me the opportunity to keep watching what I was watching. Now, just to clarify, this is the very latest episode of Survivor, which has not aged out of uh, the service that I'm watching it on, right? It's, it's a known existing We've been watching it on Hulu. That's the only place we watch it. It's the only place we can watch it, given what we subscribe to or, you know, purchase or whatever. So I say, great. But then I say to myself, okay, I want to go verify that, like, I'm going to go get the exact episode I want. So what do I do? I scroll down with my thumb to, you know, get below the fold. And now I'm into, and now I'm playing the video game, right? The seasons video game. You know what I'm talking about? So now I have to scroll horizontally to get to season 39 I have to scroll down vertically to get to episode probably four. I click on it, and would it surprise you to learn that it says, okay, you can watch this on CBS All Access. So just to clarify here, it worked at getting me to the page for Survivor. It worked at knowing, or guessing, this (laughs) Hulu is where I have been watching it. Seems like the TV app is supposed to be good about knowing that stuff. But then when I went and it went down to the season and to the episode at that point, it's, it, now, this is the part where I want to make sure I'm getting this right because I don't want to talk out of school. But I'm pretty positive what happened because I checked is that even though it said, yes, you can watch this on Hulu on the like continue part of the page, when I went to the specific season and episode, it then said, you can watch this on CBS All Access. And I'm over 80 to 90% positive there was no other option available. So that Hulu thing was just like a logo. It wasn't an interactive element yeah. that you could select. But it's the logo you get. It's it's not not dissimilar from the as I like to joke stars logo, right? That it's it's the this is the where you can watch it thing. Hmm. Yeah, you're just proving 
both me and your daughter right every time you do that because you'd be like, look, I would have just gone straight to Hulu and gone to who's watching and picked my name and gone to continue watching and gone to the season and gone right. to the episode and clicked on it and it would play because I'd be already be in the Hulu app. Like I, f- I feel the same way about you and needing to use a space bar. Like if you want all the features that you're mm-hmm. paying for, you yeah. know, you should get a new one. Well, that one, that one you're not paying for. That one they they give you. It's actually like <sighs> I'm. They, they, they I take think a, you're being a little bit silly because I am using the service as advertised i'm mm-hmm. using the service mm-hmm. as remember it's all about services capital s mm-hmm. um no i mean yeah, haha yeah i get it i get what you're saying yeah no, i mean like here's the thing that's at a certain point like where you know i did it as an experiment you're doing it as more or less, or less yeah. a lifestyle but at a certain point like my space bar you just got to give up on that damn thing and get a, an external keyboard or you know like and you come come back later no, the equivalent. No, I, under, I understand. And so for, I think for my next experiment, I was pondering, I didn't have time today. Um, I got a short afternoon today. But what I'm pondering trying next time is the uh, kind of difficult level, the hard mode of, I'm going to go and I'm being a little tricky here, but I'm going to go deliberately go and try to find a show uh, or no, nah, not a movie. I think it works best. Try to find a TV show that's available in lots of places um, and then see what it offers up. So, like, for example, like, you can watch the, right, right now, as we record this, October of 2019, you can watch The Office on all the op- episodes of The Office on Hulu. You can watch all the episodes of The Office on Netflix. And I assume if you have an NBC app, uh, I don't, I, I can't say, but you know, you follow where I'm going with this. I think it would be interesting mm-hmm. to pick a show, um, Star Trek, again, probably not a great episode, but some kind of a show that you know lives in lots of different places, even if it's a little obscure, and just see what it offers up, but... It just, you know, what what this comes back to is what we talked about a couple weeks ago, which is uh, last episode, which is I, I wish I had a way to um, give it a cue about, you know, um, am I using the right word when I say cascade? I think of like CSS. Yeah. I want a yeah, way to be able to say, fail pr- back priority, to this. Priority order. Yeah, exactly. Have an array of things where I can watch this and say, that, you know, all of the things being equal, I'd like to watch it here. Mm, I've got a story about priority order that we'll get to briefly uh, in a little bit. I think. Good, good. I'd love to hear that. Um, so yeah, that's 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 the thing. And then, uh, you know, it is kind of wild. Um, I don't know. It's just you know how it is. Like once you start noticing, you can't stop noticing. And so then I started thinking about stuff like, oh, we were uh, fixing to watch uh, the the big trailer last night, and I thought, oh, you know, I should hop over to the LG app. Because it might be the uh, Star Wars trailer might be in 4K there. I don't think it was, but that's another thing. This is the 4K stuff. Your thing with the um, with the 5.1 stuff. It's just I don't know. It's not pro grade. I don't want to go on about it. I will continue for my own um, bizarre curiosities. I will continue to uh, research this. But that is a good feature, and it should be a good feature. But there needs to be a through line. Along, I mean, like, I would never, like I said last week, I would never in a million years guess that you had would have gotten the success you got trying to find the uh, Alton Brown show. Yeah, me neither. And actually, I did it. Uh, we, I was watching a movie for an incomparable that, that I have upcoming, and I said, you know, I just said, watch that. I used the microphone. I said, watch blah, 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 name of the movie. Yeah. I know I have the movie on Plex because I watched it on Plex like a month ago. I just wanted to refresh, so I was going to watch it again. Uh, but it didn't find it on Plex. So I guess Plex does not does not participate in that system. <laughs> no, Plex is, I feel like, the one thing where I can almost pretty much guarantee it's not in the stew. I mean, other ones that, let's let's look at a couple other ones that aren't in the stew that would be awesome. Uh, movies movies everywhere. Um, Voodoo. 
you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, also, just to clarify a little bit of meta follow-up, yes, obviously, now, Hulu is in the mix somewhere. It's just that I wanted to know, that, like, Hulu's, like, kind of, like, where I would prefer to watch it. Anyway, that's all. It's, uh, I'll, I'll work on it some more. You know, I mean, like, kidding aside, you're right. Like, I, sh- I, I should probably just satisfy and click around. But, you know, when you've had a good experience with something like Siri, I'm going through this right now because the challenge, um, as we record this, the challenge for this week's Due by Friday is to do stuff with NFC tags and Siri shortcuts. And, you know, as usual, I have a philosophical approach to that, which is like, I want to start by doing something that's not already just easier or more sensible with something that's not NFC. And I've come up with a couple different things. Um, but you know, as soon as you start, you don't have to be a programmer to do this. Like just once you start thinking about like a way that something can be done easier and you've, you've had success with it one way, you know, if you've had your, one of your voice dinkuses be pretty good about hearing you at something for a while and then suddenly not, it's crazy frustrating. You know, I, I put it at it. We, uh, something we added to the list a very long time ago that I don't know if either of us has any interest in was circling back to voice dinkuses as a thing and, um, and I, I'd, I'd said at the time months ago, how I'm enjoying, uh, Google home hub and it's really great. It's great for photos and stuff like that. And I, I realized the other day that my, whatever the Google one is with the slanty top, the carpeted, tube, <laughs> it's not carpeted, but yep, that's the one I've got. Your shy yeah. carpeting joke was very funny, but, um, yeah, but the slanty top one, um, I hadn't given it much thought because in that room, I far and away use the Amazon product the most. Second after that, this is in the, our master bedroom, I use the Amazon product the most. I use the uh, HomePod second most. And distant third is the little slanty top guy. And I said something because uh, sometimes I like the weather report on Hulu more than the other ones, or excuse me, from uh, Google. And so I shouted out, hey, you know, I, I, you know what it was? I, yeah, it, was, it probably was weather. And it said something about, you know, you need to give me more information in the assistant app before I can do this. And I was like, hmm, okay, that's weird. You know, whatever. And then uh, I yell across the room, hey, how's my day look tomorrow? And it says, well, you need to give me more information in the Google Assistant app. And of course, then I had to go and start Googling around using Google to find out what's wrong with Google. And it turns out that if you have, like me, started locking down more of your stuff on history, location, it just won't work. (laughs) You uh, you have to have that turned on in order to do it. You have to enable notifications too. Do you? I don't know, but every app I use on iOS is like, are you sure you don't want to have notifications enabled? And it'll like it'll put a badge on one of its little icons in its toolbar, and I keep going to it. I'm like, oh, you got me again, stupid badge on a toolbar icon. <laughs> I'm never going to turn on notifications for this app. Leave me alone. Oh, that's you know, people complain about the uh, all the notifications and the pop ups on Catalina and on iOS 13, but man. It's made me very cognizant of how much stuff does not need to have my stuff. You know, mm-hmm. there's so many. I, I almost really wish there was a big button at the top. This is where the onesie twosiness of uh, the settings kind of falls apart. Is I do kind of wish there was a way to say, hey, for all location stuff, you know, there should be. A one, I feel like there should be a one-time button that changes everything to ask the next time, so you could mm-hmm. basically do a reset. Um, or like, like for example, like okay, so you saw this in Slack. I've been trying to. You know, there's a there is a a known live real feature of Siri on iOS. I'm telling the audience this. You know this. Uh, there's a there's a really cool feature of Siri. Uh, a lot of people don't like, and I super do, which is it will detect. Um, theoretically, it will detect uh, any kind of like a meeting or calendar event and prompt you on the lock screen to say, "Do you want me to turn on Do Not Disturb?" 
most people see this sometimes. People seem to have the best luck with this when it's a movie, like a ticket they bought. A friend of ours on Slack got it for an open table uh, reservation. I feel like I've gotten that twice whenever they first introduced it a long time ago. And I got it once out of nowhere within the last few weeks. And I can't for the life of me say, no, no, I'm not like all the people on Reddit. I like this. Like, do it all the time for me. Always ask me if I want D&D. You know what I mean? And I've I can't figure out- I've never gotten that. Yeah, well, a lot of people haven't. I didn't, even, I didn't even know it existed until you had described it. I've got some of the things of like, oh, here's where your car is parked or here your commute to work should be take this long. I've gotten all sorts of, so I know that feature is working, but I've yeah. never seen it offer to D&D me. It's pretty interesting to um, go into uh, what's called Siri and set, Siri and whatever it's called in settings. If you go into Siri, you'll see that there's a bajillion little green tick boxes for saying <laughs> there's like five of these in each app on your phone, and it's you can go in and t- with a great level of granularity say like, should I learn from this app? Should this appear like on your iPad? Do you want this to like you know be uh, part of your doc stuff? Um, and I I've, I told you I spot everyone that I spot checked all the important apps I. Definitely checked. And then a ton of ones that I spot checked. Every single one of them had all of the series stuff enabled. And you're right, the same way. Like, I, I, I don't know how it guesses which stuff I want at which times of day, like they said, would be useful. There seems to be some of that. It knows there's some apps I like to use in the morning, I think. But I can't figure out how to tell it expressly, hey, you know, give me that all the time. I really like that. Yeah. Speaking of your, your, your voice uh, dinguses, we, uh, as I mentioned, I have a bunch of them in my house and the main thing we do with them is pit them against each other, mm-hmm. and, you know, in the arena. Yeah. So like, well, it's always when we're all just at the dinner table or whatever. And it'll, you know, we had a question. I forget we were trying to go somewhere or uh, pick somebody up. And we want we knew it was going to rain tonight, but we didn't know what time the rain was supposed to start. And that's like, oh, I, this is a perfect opportunity. So I ask uh, my my prime dingus. I ask the Google one, uh, what time will it start raining tonight? It blows it. I try a couple different phrasing. It blows it. It blows it. All right, fine. Amazon, hmm. you're up. I asked Amazon. Blows it. I, I, hmm. I, I, and I make a joke about asking the Apple thing, and it hears me from across the house. Yep. It's not even in this room. It's it's in the other side of the house, <laughs> and we hear it ring out, and it gives like a wrong answer in a distance. Um, eventually, we found a correct phrasing that Amazon gave the answer. Like, it's a difficult question. Like, I'm not saying it's easy. What time will it start raining? Like, they would say, yeah. rain tonight and high temperature, blah, blah. Yeah. Okay, but... What time will it start raining? At at what hour will it rain? When is rain expected? And eventually Amazon got it. Google never did and Apple never did. Um, that's mostly what I do with my cylinders. Because I want I want to see them mm-hmm. I, I want them to all see each other and and listen to each other and compete for my affections. Well, as with so many things that we end up talking about, I feel like, I mean, there are the necessities in life, but then there's also a lot of just sort of like um as they say in England, like out of interest. I'm just curious how this works. I'm curious how this is getting better. I, I have a genuine curiosity in seeing where that stuff is going. And there are some things where like, there's one that'll be just clearly better than another. And I, so like the one that I've really been noticing lately, where it's become exclusively the dingus that I use for this kind of information is I'll say, I'll just yell across the room, you know, hey, dingus from the company in Mountain View, Google thing. Uh, what time does the library open? Which is a very, if you think about that, I mean, that's, I would not be surprised at all if that thing failed. But not only is it pretty fast at coming back at me, it's pretty fast at coming back at me with the closest library to my house. 
and the time that it opens. I can say, what time does Petco open? And it very frequently gets it right. Which I, I So there are some things where you're like, huh, that's amazing. I guess it really can do cool stuff. Yeah, that's why I always ask. Was it's it's a type it, we weren't you know yes it was a competition to see which one is going to win but we really yeah. did want to know the answer to that question because we wanted to know like is it going to be raining on us can, can we walk through the park to go pick up my son from his meet or should we drive because it's going to be pouring rain by the time we leave? so we we really did want to know so right. eventually we did get you I mean if we wanted to do it the manual way we all have dark sky we could just go yeah, sure you no know, we have yeah. we have apps that we can use manual but we were doing the Siri remote just talking to the air type way. And, you want it to work, um, and you kind of know the things that it's good at and it's bad at. It's good at unit conversion. It'll tell you when actors were born and uh, famous people died and when movies are coming out. But it's bad at a lot of other unexpected things, like if you want to know the rating of a movie. The internet in general, I find it's bad. Speaking of movies, I, I, very often I want to know, what is this movie rated? Yeah. And the internet doesn't want to tell me. Like, Wikipedia page and IMDb, I guess because we're so U.S.-centric. Uh, and it's yeah, like, but I mean, if you're localized to the United States, I mean, that. so have you ever gone in and looked at ratings in Plex, like all the different ratings that exist? No, I have no idea. It's pretty wild. Is. It's pretty wild because I, I made a, um, I finally figured out how to make a dynamic smart playlist. Max and I spent half a day trying to figure this out. And I finally figured out how to do a list of, um, for example, like 1080p or higher movies that have a rating of less than R that's mm-hmm. dynamically and then sorted by quality. And uh, it's pretty cool. It's, it's, it's a little bit surprising how you do it, but it is doable. Um, and it does work, but it also made me realize that, I mean, every country, well, not every country, but a lot of countries have different ways of doing it. And it's a, you know, interesting sort of programming problem. How, you know, it's, it's not like you can just say, so I did a little, like, I, I guess what I want to call an array where I say, you know, where the rating is G or PG or PG 13. But then that's going to leave out unrated. That's going to leave out non-rated. That's going to leave out, you know what I'm saying? It's, but I'm surprised you can't do that. Just even localized to the U.S. That's weird. Well, you know, I'm saying even just like when I go to IMDb, I, well, IMDb is a kind of a train wreck anyway, but even if I can get to like the quote unquote good view of IMDb, it'll tell yeah. me who's starring in it, who directs in it, what year is released. I'm like, well, what's the rating? Mm-hmm. Like, and I find that all over the Wikipedia page, you'll say, it'll be like the release, how much it made it at the box office, who's in it, the history of its development, but what's the rating? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, maybe it's staring me in the face and I keep looking over it. I eventually always find it, but it, it frustrates me that it's not front and center because I agree. You know, Ugly American, and I feel like it should be. It's you start to really uh, realize, um, you know, you, if you think about it, hmm, boy, it's a crummy thing to say. You know how Amazon pages are kind of ugly and suck, and kind of just seem like they're just a whole bunch of different business units, like not really talking to each other. You know, blind men and an elephant kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Similar thing with IMDb, which is owned by Amazon, which is you know, it's the way that information is or is not prioritized on an IMDb page is really frustrating, and I've been using it for what, over 15 years? Like a lot? Like every day? It's gotten worse. Well, it has gotten worse, not least because of those, you know, those crazy ads and the weird backgrounds that make it difficult to read sometimes, but also just like now the way they buried the cast. The cast Mm -hmm. is now you have to click to go through to the cast. Uh, A lot of times I'm there for the cast, the rating, less of the rating, but I'm there for the cast. I'm there for like the quotes and stuff like that a lot of the time. But it's, I feel like it's a new adventure in um, scouring the page every time I'm there. Yeah, and it's like it's all like algorithms. Everything is hidden with a show more link, and like even on the actress page, it's like best known for. It's like I know you just want to give me the headline, but just yeah. give me a reverse chronological list of every movie they've been in. Like that's what it used to be. And those tiny, tiny photos. I was trying to Dan and I were talking about kung fu movies today, and in particular about what I consider the great Normie Dad trilogy of uh, Crouching Tiger uh, and Hero. We talked, you and I talked about this, and Hero and Ip Man. And how, like, Maggie Chung is in, like, everything, and how 
but other lady is in everything. And like, you know, I, I don't even know if this still exists. Do you remember there used to be a thing on IMDb where you could select the names <laughs> of two, uh, anybody in the cast, anybody and in the And find out what they were in together. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So you could select Robert De Niro IV or whatever. They yeah. <laughs> really haven't tackled the whole, uh, the whole namespace pollution problem. That was many IMDb's ago. Yeah. I mean, the, the page could probably be buried somewhere still, but... No, well, I bet it's one of those things, again, back to Amazon, I had to, I goofed and hit the wrong delivery date for something on Amazon yesterday and needed to cancel it. And it's funny when you run into something that's obviously an extremely, extremely old piece of user UI, where you see the very, very, very old style of Amazon buttons. And so like the UI for the, I want to cancel this order thing feels like something from 1998. It's, you know, it's got the radio buttons to select. You have to choose for each one of these things. You have to select that. And the buttons are so, on a retina screen, are so blurry because they're from like a million years ago. Like capsule-shaped buttons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, with the like, kind of like uh, paler letters. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I don't know. It's, um, it's, it's, it's a crazy time right now because there is so much that's, that's you know, I, I really do feel like you guys, you know, how Casey, Casey gets into that thing that he does, like he did this week, where he's like, you know, we complain, but I love my stuff except for this and this and this and this and this and this. And I, you know, I'm the Casey of every show I'm on. Um, I feel the same way, mostly, I have to say. Uh, it's amazing how well all of this stuff works, except when it doesn't. And when it doesn't, because so much stuff does work really well so many places, it's crazy frustrating. It's, you know, you're just like, man, yeah, it's just a bummer. You know, like, I know you can do this and you just didn't. And I don't know why it didn't work, especially with Apple stuff with the error messaging. Okay. How about this one? Sorry. Sorry. Last one. Almost. I swear to God on my, the machine that I'm on right now at my office, I will be waiting the customary one year to upgrade to Catalina. And I went and I Googled around and you could tell me if this is official or not, but I I found a solution. I was like, kind of like, how do I get security updates and not get a Catalina update? And I thought, okay, well, let's start with the easy one. So I'm on uh, Mojave 10.14.6. Oh, okay, cool. Advanced. I click on advanced. Okay, now there, there are five, are you aware of this? There are five tick boxes under advanced. It says automatically colon, and here's your five items. You can flip any or all of these on or off. Check for updates. Download new updates when available. Install macOS updates. Install app updates from the App Store. And then below a horizontal rule, install system data files and security updates. So I'm guessing clicking install macOS updates is the one I want to say, don't give me a full uh, new, you know what I mean? Don't give me. You don't 10. have that checked, do you? Uh, I usually, I always have historically, yeah. Oh, no, the, the install one, you never want that one checked. Hmm, updates from, okay, the, one click The download that. one is okay, the check for is okay, the install is not okay. What hmm. you want it to do is download it, well, like, I, you know, anyway, I, I can give you a, a, a reasonable solution to this, but that, that bottom one, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure that one controls like that uh, malware signature data file thing. Where it pushes out the stuff automatically. Yeah, it's just like definitions of of bad applications. Mm-hmm. I don't think it means like if there's an actual security update where like there's a bug in Safari and they release it like you know. Right, right. But you take you take my meaning on like you know I'm not the uh, you know not the sharpest knife in the drawer, but like these some of these seem like distinctions without a difference to somebody who's not super technically. But the thing, yeah, it's not a very clear thing. That's why it's advanced. Um, but mm-hmm. the I think 
The thing that everyone's doing who wants to stay off Catalina is there is a command line thing that you can run that says ignore the Catalina update. So it'll, You're talking about sudo software update that says ignore macOS Catalina? Right, but that one, like, apparently that just right, makes com. it... com.apple.systempreferences, et cetera? Yeah. But yeah, that one, I still got the it, badge. I've installed it four times, and I still get the badge. Right. Well, you got you to kill the dock, and then it comes back eventually, uh, so people are setting up cron jobs to run that command and kill the dock every night. Got and, a permanent red one. Got a permanent red, red and white one. I'm just living with the with the badge. I have it on, on <sighs> all my computers. I hate the badge. John, I hate the badge. I know. I just live with it. I live with the badge. I'm a good boy. I don't I don't have badges in I'm my life. I'm running iOS 12 on my phone, and I live with the badge on two of my Macs. Badges are meaningful. Yeah, no, no badge on my El Capitan Mac Pro that I'm staring at now, though. It's perfectly content in whatever the hell software it's running. Yeah, it should just be happy it's alive. This episode of Reconcilable Differences is brought to you in part by Moo. You can learn more about Moo right now by visiting moo.com. Moo is an online print and design company specializing in customizable business cards, postcards, stickers, and more for your business. If you're new to Moo, you can order a free sample pack on uh, their website, moo.com, so you can see what their products look like, and you can hold them right in your little hot hand. They offer a full suite of products, including business cards, postcards, invitations, letterheads, stickers, and flyers, so you can seamlessly promote yourself or your brand. <laughs> it's easy for you to say. You can count on Moo's quality. They have special finishes like gold foil. They have a new silver foil, raised spot gloss, and letterpress all those little touches that make you stand out. And if you don't feel like designing your own card, not to worry. Moo has recently rolled out new templates for business cards, which are inspired by their most creative customers. And their luxurious hardcover notebooks feature a Swiss binding. So every page lays flat, and they're made with premium paper that is protected by a tough tactile cover. I have used Moo extensively in the past, as, as I think I've mentioned. I've made my own business cards, full-size and half-size. I've made postcards. And I've made stickers for myself and for my uh, late lamented podcast, You Look Nice Today. I still have them sitting around. I don't give them out anymore because they're kind of a collector's item to me. But uh, Moo has done me right. And, uh, and they get my official okie dokie. So right now you go to Moo.com and use the very special offer code PRINTMOO. That's one word, P-R-I-N-T-M-O-O. And that'll get you 15% off orders of $50 or more. Once again, Moo.com, offer code PRINTMOO, one word, for 15% off any order of $50 or more. Our thanks to Moo for supporting Reconcilable Differences and all of Relay FM. Okay, uh, got that, got that. Choo-choo arms. God, it's hot in here. It's so dang hot. It's hot. Yeah, that's why, that's, that's why the fire engines are coming to your place. Oh, God. It's a busy night there in San Francisco. Oh, there's a lot going on. Uh, we got, uh, you know, so you're losing the power occasionally. We got a call today that tells us that they're going to be doing flow testing. Flow testing. Yeah. After 9 p.m. What that means after 9 p.m. For like the water, you know, the, the city and the water department of blah, blah, mm. blah will be doing flow testing tonight. Hmm. So hmm. everybody south <laughs> of such and such. Ominous. <laughs> yeah. Everyone south of such and such road, uh -huh. you may notice decreased water pressure. Differently colored water. I forget how they said it, but like it's oh, so, so the water's diverse. That's nice. Yeah, differently colored water, <laughs> diverse water, or, or water with the smell or whatever. Uh -huh. it's, like, it's like okay. it's like okay. All right. They said, they said if you experience this, can you guess? Can you guess what their advice was? 
Um, wait, let's see. Um, <laughs> for some reason, I keep thinking of zero as a percent. Um, if you experience that, oh wait, like, check, check the website. Check the website. That's a good guess, but like, here's the thing: they're telling you that. Uh, so the water pressure, fine. They'd be like, don't flip out because maybe you'll have less water pressure because we're doing flow testing, whatever that. But means. if you got like brown, what, what if you get brown clam water? Who do you call? Yeah, like, like they're telling you something fairly unexpected and very bad could happen to you, and and like, like there is no real recourse, but they do have to have some advice for you. So I mean, the advice, the advice they give makes sense and is is the correct advice. But it's basically kind of like telling you, like, by the way, we're going to turn off your power. By the way, brown sludge may come out of your faucet. Yes. Just so mm-hmm. you know. Sure. Sure. Just wanted to let everybody know this. This is a thing that can happen to you. <laughs> it's it does like, happen. No, what it is? It's Jerry's agent. <laughs> I don't want you to freak out. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So and, what do you and do? So their advice was uh, find the lowest faucet in your house and turn on the cold water until the water runs clear. Oh. Which, which makes sense. Like Physics, they want you yeah. whatever whatever blob of grossness they want it to pass and you don't want it running through all the pipes in your house just get it to the one that's that's lowest down because the water comes in you know underground into the basement no all all the business (laughs) that's the correct answer but then they also go on to say do not shower wash dishes or do laundry between the hours of 9 p.m and 2 a.m or whatever because why abundance of caution because you because you'll fill your washing machine with brown sludge water uh, all right <laughs> right yes and yeah. you'll be showering under brown sludge water all right and yeah. who knows what's in the brown sludge water and it's just not it's not reassuring <laughs> no no it's not at all did you see um i don't i don't think i sent this to you i will not assume you saw this on the internet that i put up but um uh okay so disclosure you know i got the Lizard. And um, so Google Photos, <laughs> you don't, that, don't that. laugh. Don't laugh. He's a sweet boy. Mm-hmm. So, don't kiss um, him. What? What? Don't kiss him. <laughs> He's a sweet boy, but don't you kiss him. Don't you kiss that lizard. I want to kiss him so much. Don't do it. Um, so for, I think, over a year now, uh, my beloved Google Photos has done a good job of saying, okay, well, there's your funny looking cat in those pets, right? So you've probably gotten this with, with your dog, is that it recognizes, I, I think it is a little bit canny about realizing, boy, you sure do photograph this animal a lot. That seems like that's <laughs> probably a pet. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, just to be clear here, I, uh, I think like you, I have mini belts and suspenders for photos. I use all of the services, um, plus now the Synology and all of the things. I'm backing up everywhere. Uh, but I really like the Google Photos service. Uh, it's real good at um, search, at, you know, the facial recognition stuff. And yeah, it's kind of cool that it now recognizes pets, right? So it's uh, recognized numerous uh, dogs and cats in my world. And I thought to myself, ha. Huh, We've taken an awful lot of pictures of this good lizard boy, and he's still not showing up. I guess maybe they think he doesn't have a mammal face. I don't know. But I started looking around, and I was looking around, and I'm trying to figure out, and I'm Googling all the things about uh, pets and, you know, recognition in general. And I can't, <laughs> I did run into a lot of people who were like, uh, had, had experienced the, the pet recognition problem, but also another thing of mine, which is, it seems like it's just not recognizing as many faces at all anymore. Like, it got a bunch of faces a long time ago, but it doesn't seem to be getting as many faces anymore, and that's weird. And it sucks because I've spent, this becomes important in a second, I spent a lot of time, I think kind of like you, like really making it good. Like, I've got albums, and I've named all the important people, and you can see the combinations of people. And uh, this also, again, this this has to do with our Google Home Hub. So I can say on this beautiful, you know, little picture frame in our hallway, um, always show pictures of our family. And uh, it's great. 
uh, just figured out today how to be able to favorite a photo on there. Finally, I finally learned how to do that. Uh, you say favorite this photo. Um, so anyway, uh, I kept running into these, this problem. Everybody's talking about this. And I kept running into this same piece of advice, which people saying like, yeah, like it stopped detecting things for me too. And, you know, bad on me for not reading to the bottom of everything, single one of these. I did mostly know what I was in for and I knew it was going to suck. But it says the official advice from the Google people. This is a known issue that they're going to be on any day now, but there's all kinds of like little weird things that make stuff not get recognized. And here's how you fix it. You go into your, you go to your Android device or the web or the iPhone or whatever, and you click through, and you go to settings. And in settings, you go to an area called uh, group photos. And when you click on group photos, you shut off photo grouping. Now, what this is going to do is it's going to, when you shut off uh, photo grouping, you're also basically throwing out, I think, <laughs> a lot of the information that you have added or accumulated over time. And I thought, you know, I want these lizard, lizard pictures, and I, I imagine this will get caught up anyway quickly. It just needs a, it needs a little Fonzie-like smack on the side of the jukebox to get things back in motion. That was over a week ago. And the follow-up advice is, oh yeah, so by the way, uh, the face grouping thing, um, the photo grouping thing. Yeah, um, so you shut that off and you lose all your uh, your like name data and stuff like that. Um, and there's different things you can try to like get it rolling again. You can try adding a bunch of photos to a new album. You could try a different account. You could try going in through a VPN. But the basic advice from Google uh, was wait. It might take a few minutes. It might take a few hours. Or it might take, we don't really know how long. And that was the official advice because it's an open bug that nobody's fixed in like over a year. And then what's funny was like I, and then periodically I'd go and I'd look, I'd be sitting around in my repose and I'd look at my iPad and say, huh, I wonder if we got any, uh, any of our, any of our data back. And then I'd idiotically go and shut it off again, see if I could smack the side of the jukebox. And then out of nowhere yesterday, <laughs> it started working again. It started working again and it even seemed to recall some data Device, device, device to device, it was different, but it knows my sister-in-law's dachshund now on the iPad, but it doesn't know it on the web, and it does know the cat here, but not there, so I guess it's still catching up, but we still got no lizards, and I still don't know what fixed it, if anything. Yeah, I was going to say when you started this story that the idea of doing manual organization on any data set uh, sort of owned by Google or controlled by Google... <laughs> just makes me incredibly uncomfortable because I have no faith that any time I invest in arranging anything, adding metadata, putting things into folders, making albums, renaming things. Yeah. I have from experience, I have this visceral feeling that those actions by me will not be respected by Google and that eventually Google will just discard that data or think it was just a suggestion or think its algorithm knows better. So I make zero effort to organize anything in Google photos or anything related to Google, really. Hmm. The only thing, the only exception is I do try to make folders in my Google Drive. And for the most part, that's worked out okay. But yeah, like my Google Photos is my bottom tier, real last resort. My entire house is burned down and all my 500 backups are gone and all the different cloud services really? I subscribe to. Oh. Because, and like, it, I'm, I'm using it wrong. Like, I, I use photos. That's where I mm -hmm. actually invest all of my metadata stuff. And it's terrifying there, too, because I have. Because <laughs> you, you love the performance. Yeah, I have almost a terabyte of data and metadata in this library. I have all that's one of the reasons I haven't upgraded Catalina. People are like, it's, you know, it's five days later and Catalina is still trying to update my photos library and they have like one eighth of the number of photos I do. So I'm terrified about what is, what's going to happen when I try to upgrade it. Because if I lose that metadata, like 
it's it's it'll be bad. So I will, you know. Well, it's a, it's a bummer because like there's always there's always um you know it's sort of like how the correction uh, never gets as much attention as the wrong you know headline sort of mm-hmm. before that's left left the barn you know and in this case like. There's so much, oh, please come to our new network. Like, no, this time we've got it. This is going to be, you know, we're, what are we called? We're, we're Jenko or Flapjack or whatever our brand new services. This is going to change social media. Please come, please come, please come. Or like, you know, you know, Yahoo Groups now is going to be shutting down. And it's always, it's just, it's so frustrating. Because like, if you did it and you went all in, it's like, well, there's, there's no loyalty. Yeah. And I do want to have a place where organized photos. It's just that I, I actually have slightly more faith, actually probably substantially more faith that adding metadata and favoriting and making albums and doing adjustments and crops and adding keywords will be more honored by Apple's various photos applications mm-hmm. than it will be at Google. Because I, I've been doing it since iPhoto and all that metadata, I haven't lost it yet. I've, it has been accumulated. The, the worst that happened was when they got rid of star ratings. I was able to handle that by changing all my star ratings into keywords. Basically, mm-hmm. I would make back when you could do very quick views of like subsets of photos. Mm-hmm. I just use the handy toolbar that used to be at the bottom of my photo and say, show me all three star photos. And then I selected them all and I added the three star keyword. And then I did show me all two star, show me all one star. And I added the keywords for my star ratings. And then I took everything about three star and I added a heart to it after I upgraded to the thing where you just have hearts. Mm-hmm. And that's it. So I didn't even lose that metadata, even though the application no longer supports ratings at all it's still there it's just in a different form yeah yeah yeah. but uh but yeah i I just point the google backup and sync thing at my photo library it has no idea what iphoto or apple photos is at all it just thinks it's a folder full of photos and it tries to see when new things appear there and it tries to upload them to google photos but every time i want a specific photo that i know for a fact is in my apple photos i go to the stupid google photos web interface and i try to find it and it's (laughs) not there so you can oh really I use Google. I do the, I do an opposite thing, I guess, where like, I know Google can find it because it's better at almost all the things. uh, And I'll find it, get the date right. And then I'll I'll go and find it in photos. I'll try to use that timeline. I'll try to use it. It'll be like, what, this year never happened. Where is the year of my daughter's birth? Why is it not like that whole year is missing? Or there's like five photos from here. It's like, I'm pretty sure we took more than five photos of her the Uh year she was born. What the hell? Where did all the pictures go? I don't know. So like, this is my real bottom rung backup it's got thousands and thousands of photos it's got like 900 gigs of photos Mm -hmm. right but it's still it's either missing some or it doesn't show me them in the web ui i have no freaking idea i think you sent me speaking of google photos you sent me something maybe it was you was like uh, one of the solutions was oh i uh what i did was i downloaded every single one of my photo originals 500 at a time well yeah look at the link and look at the link in skype is that the one Uh you know someone, someone downloaded all their data in batches because that's all it would let you do then erased all their data from the cloud then re-uploaded it all like and that fixed it yeah this is it we'll put, this is, put this this in the is show one of the most yeah we'll put this in show this is one of the most I, I, it's hilarious and terrible that I'm I we just literally don't have time for me to read you what this person wrote but let me just get you a couple mm-hmm. bullet points uh, the guy uh, has more than 25,000 images and 3,000 videos which is nothing like again yeah. it's like less than a quarter of what i talks about downloading them onesie twosie um so you gather and put them in a folder you upload them after uploading them you go to google photo and delete everything <laughs> okay now you navigate to settings uh and then sharing and then activate sharing suggestion notifications and you deactivate uh the rest of the three then you go to your mobile device you delete the data the photo app and then you uninstall it uh, clearing the cache and the history from your browser. Let me just jump down further. Now, at this point, you get to Tunnel Bear, the VPN. Yeah, once, once Tunnel Bear comes in, you know you're, <laughs> all right, this, so, okay, it's getting serious you, now. <laughs> you're going to have to very secretly shh, smack the mm. jukebox. 
And so uh, try to subscribe for a month or uh, even tweet about it, and then you get an extra uh, megabyte. You run, <laughs> you run the VPN. You install the Firefox browser. Open incognito mode. <laughs> log into your photo account. Uh, upload and choose upload. Keep going. Now, now, now it gets good. Now's when it gets good. So you wait until the upload's complete. You leave the browser, Firefox, open for 15 to 20 minutes. You clear the history, the cache, and everything. You disconnect from TunnelBear from your desktop and mobile. You close the browser. Wait for 12 hours max. And meanwhile, do not install. Without accessing a photo from anywhere. 12 hours of, of photo abstinence. No, no. <laughs> you gotta put you gotta put tape over it. Don't touch this button. Mm-hmm. Clear clear history. Cache everything. Disconnect. Close the browser. Wait 12 hours. Okay. Now you open Tunnel <laughs> Bear on your desktop. You connect to USA. Open Firefox. Incognito <laughs> mode. Access your account. You should see T- the turn off the main power to your house <laughs> and let all the capacitors discharge for at least 24 hours. <laughs> now go to the lowest faucet in your house. No, mm-hmm. lower. Wait another 12 hours without accessing photos from anywhere. Without opening Tunnel Bear, access photo from browser. Here I found hundreds of face, I think he's uh, not an English speaker, uh, faces uh, listed in the people section, places, things work for me. Anyway, he says, the problem uh, solved for me, maybe part of the steps are not necessary. (laughs) (laughs) Hope this will work for all of you. I didn't go that far, John. Yeah, I know. That's That's the level of support you get from Google is you get random... People, I, I think I told you on this very program back when I, I switched my Google Photos back up to a different location, and I needed to delete basically 900 gigs of photos. And like deleting all your photos, you think I'll just go to the Photos view, select all, and hit delete, and I would do that, and they would disappear from the UI, but then reappear a second later. And then I sent the email to support, and they're like, "Oh, it usually takes 24 hours, even though they keep reappearing. We'll delete them eventually." Oh my gosh! But they didn't, and I kept emailing them back, and. Eventually, I did get them deleted, but at one point, I was doing them in batches of like 100 and delete and 100 and delete, thinking they'd stay deleted, but then they'd all pop back. It's whack-a-mole. And, but I mean, like, imagine again, like, let's, let's, you like automobiles. Imagine that your brake worked like that, you know? That wouldn't be fun. I wouldn't like, I would not like a brake that, that sometimes, uh, you know, just didn't work like that. That would, that would make me a little bit crazy. I uh, haven't been able to, oh, this is even better, haven't been able to send photos in messages on oh, i know about i know about your messages you, you've been banned for messages you and max both you just get the blue bar it goes part of the way and it never goes anymore oh john i look i look certifiable so like um a oh, wonderful woman wonderful friend of ours came and visited the other day and brought her dog and got to meet the lizard the woman who introduced my uh, wife and me to each other we hung out had a nice day together on sunday and i sent her some photos i sent her a picture of uh, her and my daughter together. I sent a picture of the dog. Did, did you did you send text messages uh, with those photos? Yes, I did, John. <laughs> I, I sure did. Because I've had the same thing happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so here's some. Oh, my God. Well, no, here's the thing. So I said to myself, I says, I'm going to finally fix this. I'm going to go and look for all the solutions, and I'm going to try, try some things. And um. The good news is I did not clobber all of my messages everywhere. Um, the bad news is I deleted some .db files. I had everything backed up, but I deleted some .db files from the library related to messages. Uh, I lost all of my messages locally. They're coming in. They're not even coming in piecemeal anymore. I think they're they're just gone from this Mac now, even though they're on all my other devices. Uh, but also, the uh, I still have don't have the ability to consistently uh, send a photo. Now, here's the thing, and here's where madness lies, is that it sometimes works. It's just if I look up and I see that little bar across the top, oh, it'll be like stuck. 
at 33%. I've been sending texts. I've been sending, and I look certifiable. I'm like, hey, check out this guy. We're like, wow, <laughs> he, mm-hmm. he, he pancake. Like, Because yeah, <laughs> the text <laughs> goes through, but the image doesn't. So they oh, don't yeah. know what you're talking about. No, I look insane. Yeah, the blue bar, I have that, you know, frequently, like, I'll, I'll, my wife will be on a plane, and I'll start, try to send her a text message, but it's not going to get to her until she, like, lands and gets that or turns her phone out of airplane mode or, like, wh- whatever. Like, there's situations where something can't send it. Eventually, we both get within, like, range of civilization, mm-hmm. and the message goes through, and I see delivered, and she sees it and confirms that she sees it, and we have a conversation, and everything works. But the blue bar stays there. And for days at a time, every time I go back to her message conversation, the blue bar is three quarters of the way down, and it's like... Oh Everything God. is sent. Really? There's no pending. Yeah, there's no thing with an exclamation point. And then, like, and then you'll start getting. Do you start getting the pop-ups on all your devices that it's unable to send this message? Do you want to retry? No, no, it doesn't say anything. It just leaves the bar there. It's, it's just like a UI hangs. glitch, and it's nothing. It's like you think a badge is bad. Like people don't like the little red badges on their icons because they want. They feel like yeah. it's something they have to deal with. Yeah, a progress bar that eternally stays three quarters full on the main message <sighs> conversation that you see every day is yeah. maddening. Eventually it did go away. Why? Pff, I don't know, but it was there for a long time and it was really, really upsetting. It's like you said, you don't want it. You don't want the progress parts to be better. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Well, let's stop uh, enough of this wallowing in hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. This episode of Reconcilable Differences is brought to you in part by ExpressVPN. You can learn more about ExpressVPN right now by visiting expressvpn.com slash diffs. ExpressVPN is a reliable way to ensure that your network data is secure without slowing your internet speed. If you ever use Wi-Fi at a hotel or shopping mall, you're sending data over an open network with no encryption. Scary thing is, that makes it easy for a hacker to bypass Wi-Fi security and steal your information. They can exploit flaws such as crack, which is key reinstallation attack, the best way to ensure your data is encrypted and can't be read by hackers is by using ExpressVPN. It's, it's so easy. You just download the app on your computer or smartphone, and then use the internet as you normally would. You just click one button in the app to secure all your network data. ExpressVPN is the fastest and most reliable out there. They're recommended as the number one VPN provided by TechRadar and CNET. They take privacy and security to the next level. They even invented a technology called Trusted Server, to ensure that VPN servers run from RAM and no data logs are written to a server's hard drive even by accident. I'm a huge fan of ExpressVPN. They saved my bacon a bunch of times this past summer having to travel. Felt good to be in a hotel and know that I was uh, secure in what I was doing. Felt great. If you want the best in online security and privacy protection, head on over to expressvpn.com slash diffs. That's D-I-F-F-S. And you can get uh, three extra months for free when you buy the one-year package. Protect your internet today. You go to expressvpn.com slash diffs to get started. Our thanks to ExpressVPN for supporting Reconcilable Differences and all of Relay FM. Um, OMG spoilers. How did you, how did this happen? How did what? this happen to us collectively? What? what? How did this happen to About us? What? So the what? To Italians? What? So listen, so I'd, I'd do a thing mm-hmm. uh, every year that like these new Star Wars movies are coming out because I'm a big Star Wars fan. I put all sorts of filters on my Twitter uh, right. and mm-hmm. other places where I might see Star Wars stuff. I, I filter on everything oh, you can possibly no. imagine. Oh no, oh no, I did it. Did I do it? It's me? Oh no, no I'm you, You're so not allowed sorry. to speak during this story I'm because so I'm afraid sorry. you're going to do more spoilers. All right. Uh. And I, and I, I, 
I don't even want to tell everybody what all my filters no, no, are just because that would allow people to intentionally bypass them to troll me or something. I usually don't even talk about it. I don't even like to talk about it because by talking about it, you're inviting people to troll you and be mean and, and spoil things for you. So I just don't say anything, right? And I'm usually pretty successful. I think like one year, one thing snuck past me and it was <laughs> kind of my fault. I could have predicted it for the things. But, but anyway, mm-hmm. what I don't expect, I don't expect it. I don't expect it to come. Here's why. I don't expect it to come from my friends. Mm-hmm. I don't expect it to come from you because you don't even freaking care about Star Wars practically. Like, it's not even okay. your thing. It's oh, not really. It's not your hobby horse. You're not setting up filters on Twitter to make sure you don't like you're not even you're not even that mm-hmm. into it. Right? OK, OK. <laughs> like why and of all the things you tweet about you're tweeting about like succession and you're tweeting yeah. about trump and you're tweeting about your lizard yeah. you're not tweeting about star wars like why would you be tweeting why would that even happen mm-hmm. so so the gif here comes a gif it, across my transom i see a tweet from my friend my pal my mm-hmm. buddy merlin yes the text of the tweet is Oh, a-u-g-h-g-h whatever uh-huh. exclamation point exclamation point yeah. all caps yep yep, yep. yes Y E S exclamation point X yeah, yeah all caps exclamation point. Mm-hmm. So none of those words are tripping any of my filters because I did not have an all oh, filter and I did not filter on the oh, word yes. I should, have, I should have hashtagged it. Yeah, right. Okay. And you quote tweeted something, Eric Geller, and I'm pretty sure the quote t- tweet also didn't have any words. Maybe it didn't have any text at all, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure it didn't have any words that would trip up any of my filters. And so I I see it an exclamatory mm-hmm. tweet from my pal Merlin. <laughs> And it has a little. Oh, now you I'm know, your friend. Now I'm your friend. Okay, my All buddy, right. my pal. Wow. And, and it's got it's got a little play button, so I know it's some kind of movie Ooh. or animation. And All like right. you do when you're scrolling through Twitter, mm-hmm. I tap the little play button to see the funny, the funny gif, the funny animation, the funny whatever. Mm-hmm. And what flashes before my eyes is surely some scene from the trailer that I was intentionally not watching, yeah. and I immediately just swiped it away. Okay. Good. 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 You did it. I saw a little bit, yeah. but I didn't see it all, but I saw enough that when when this happens in the movie, I'll be like, that's what I was seeing. Mm-hmm. But I was just, I'm like, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. How did I fall for that? Mm-hmm. Like, they fooled me, I Jerry. have my radar. They fooled like, me, Jerry. I'm, I'm on high alert <laughs> yeah. from Merlin, the place uh. you least expected. Merlin's not posting uh-huh. animations no. from Star Wars. That's not what he does on his Twitter nope. account. Nope, nope, nope. Why, how could that ever even happen? And why would he be reacting so strongly to whatever the hell it is? He doesn't like Star no, Wars. He's probably never even seen it. I don't want to know mm-hmm. what it is okay. that I half saw. All right. I don't want to know why you had a strong reaction to it. I'm glad you were able to get it off your chest, though. I think this is healthy for you. Yeah. I, I, all I know is like, I, I just don't like, how did this happen? Yeah, I think shame on you. Shame on you is what I think. Yeah, I follow all sorts of people yeah. from the incomparable who are super Star Wars nerds and yeah. like, and people who are more into the spoilers than I am. I'm like, fine, those are the people you expect to be conversing with each other over the course of thousands of tweets about minute details of the trail that I'm intentionally not watching. Yeah, Marlin. So you think you'll see after, it after 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 no after I see <laughs> no, this no, you movie. You think you're going to see the movie? <laughs> oh yeah, after I see this movie, um, we'll have discussions put it, about. Put it I'll go notes. back to that yep. tweet. That infamous tweet, and I was, and I, I tweeted back at you. I said, "Come on, can you like throw a hashtag in there?" I mute everything. No, no, I, no dude, I mute everything within minutes of posting it. Like be, like yeah. be a pal. Yeah. Like, okay. Just I didn't, like I next didn't see time it. you're gonna uh, it was muted. put in a word, yeah. put in a star, put okay. in a wars. Will you give me just a uh, like some kind of a text file of all the things I should do that with? <sighs> just, I mean, like what? When do you? This is this. I think this is your only Star Wars 
tweet ever that it wasn't like a sort a of wry, wry yeah. joke, okay. like non-AV, like text-only wry joke about how everyone likes Star Wars, but it's dumb. Was that okay? Put, put it put it in the doc, and we'll we'll talk about it later. I I'm yeah. not I, uh, I I can't respond to this because it's already been, <laughs> you're already not going to be able to enjoy yeah, them. I know you're right. I I understand you're in a, you're in a bind here. This is a Kafka trap, as they say. Like you just Kafka there trap. is nothing there is nothing for you to Eric, say. Eric just, Geller, um, who is a delight. He's such a delight, and he he loves everything Star Wars. So he's like a um, you know like a cyber guy, like a, a journalist and a cyber coverage guy um, that I follow on have followed on political Twitter. And he's a really funny guy and a really good sport. He uh, he plays along really well with you know he'll be the straight man on lots of very funny bits on political Twitter, and um, he loves Star Wars. I don't say too much because it's a delight. It makes him so happy, and the photos that he posts from going to the you know, we we ride the Millennium Falcon or whatever. Uh, he loves it so much, and I, it was just it's it's exciting to see somebody happy. You know what I mean? Ag, I agree. Oh, so it wasn't even real enthusiasm. So it was actually sarcasm. It was it was not sarcasm. All right. Well, anyway, we'll I talk it three, about I watched it, more. it three times in a row. It's a great trailer. We'll talk about it more after I see the movie. And speaking of seeing the movie, I mentioned priority queues a while back. This is actually what it was about. Okay. So I knew that the tickets were going to go on sale. Oh, yeah. I saw something about this on Slack. Okay. What what happened? On Monday. Yeah. They're like, oh, tickets are going to go on sale on Monday. I'm like, okay. But Monday, what does that mean? So actually on Sunday, I stayed up until midnight to make sure that if the tickets went on sale at midnight, you know, when the day rolled over from Sunday to Monday, mm-hmm. I'd be there. But no, they didn't go on sale then, at least not in any of my movie theaters website so i went to sleep and the next day i'm like okay well the best theory we have is that they're gonna air the trailer during monday night football so i had to find out when monday night football airs obviously i'm not a football fan i have no idea when these things happen but i found out the times and they're like well probably the trailer will be in the first half of the game mm-hmm. so here's a time window and it turns out i would be reporting recording a podcast during monday night football so i couldn't be there watching to see when the tickets went on sale so i was preparing a document for my wife to say, okay, when I'm podcasting, can you try to get a Star Wars tickets? And what I had to do was make a priority cue and say, oh, here, okay. here are the showtimes in theaters. This is my first choice on Thursday, my second choice on Thursday, my fourth choice. And then here's my first, second, third, fourth choice on Friday. Like you just go down the list. If you can't get tickets for this time, because they're all sold out of the seats. And then I had to do like, I was typing up like, here's the seating priority. Like centering is more important than front to back but I don't want anything in the front third. If the theater has two sections where one is like the front flat section and the raised section, nothing in the flat section. Like it's all sorts of rules that go into, you know, should I check for the next priority time or should I continue trying to do this? Well, and it's, it's one of those things where like, if you've ever tried to, like I used to have an assistant and like I, uh, there's so many things where I felt like, gosh, there's so many things where we could work well together and so many things where we can't. And one of mine was travel, travel stuff where I had the it most would, It impos- would take longer to explain it. Right, than yeah, well, and, and there's consequences if we get it wrong. Where like it's I, I can't just give you I'm sorry to interrupt but like it's it's very much the same thing of like well uh, I have preferences in airlines I have preferences in seats I have preferences in the times of everything I have preferences in like but you it's so impossible it's almost like an intuitive thing where you would say, well, yeah, that's a good price and a good time, but it is United and it does go through New Jersey, which is generally a red flag. Like the Newark airport is not a fun thing. You know what I mean? It's almost impossible to tell another person which should win. Yeah. Like it's, there is a system. Here's the thing about trying to actually explain that. Like, you know, you don't have to make the system for yourself. No. You sort of, it's internalized. You, can when you, do it, it, yeah. you just, you just execute it. But when it comes time to formalize it, you're forced to actually say, like, write down the rules. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, 
you got to go through that whole the Harry Sally speech of like, you know, like the pie heated and then ice cream. But if you don't have ice cream, just the pie, but not heated, but then on the side, you know, like mm-hmm. it actually is fairly complicated. Even just the seating style, I thought this is easy. It'll just be like, well, she knows where I want to sit. I always want to sit in the middle. That's more important than front to back. But then I said, well, that's not true because I never want to be in the front front. Well, what's the front front? Well, in the theaters that have two distinct sections of seating, I never want to be in the front section, but it's okay to be in the front of the back section. And if it's all one section, I figure one third is a good rule. Like these are all you have to write them down. Like, well, what is the correct fraction? Would I ever pick one? Also depends on how big the theater is, because how do you say to somebody, I I don't want to have to look higher than look up more than eye level? Yeah, like, and you have to know how many rows there are and what is one third. And, you know, uh, anyway, and th- and that's just like, and then like the day and the time and the screen at mm-hmm. the top of this document, by the way, I had a row, an ASCII art row of asterisks surrounding this phrase in all caps. No 3D. That's an easy <laughs> one. It's like, that, that was literally the first line of the notes document was no 3D under any circumstances. <laughs> that is that is an easy, and it's tricky because if you try to get tickets and you're in a rush and the website's not loading and you just click through and you don't realize like they bury the little 3D. So, so what was your, all. what was the trick? What was you, what was the thing that you figured out? What was your sort of hack for the communicating priority? Well, I'm, I'm, this is what I'm doing. I'm making the priority queue. Mm-hmm. I'm making this exhaustive list in Apple Notes, which now lets you do like actual real bulleted lists and, you know, semi fancy formatting with links to the various websites and the times and the things. And I'm going, when I'm doing this, I'm going through the theaters and the show times. So there's multiple theaters and multiple potential show times. And I'm making sure I was kind of like, there's a 6 p.m. 2D, 2D show at this theater, and this is my number three, and this is my number four on this date, and I'm going through the days and doing it. And while I'm making that priority queue and thinking up all these rules and annotating this document, I notice that as I'm looking through these various show times, suddenly the buttons that were previously grayed out are no longer grayed out. Oh, oh go, is it go time? But only some of them, yes. Oh. Go time arrived before I began podcasting, before Monday Night Football aired. And if I hadn't been making this ridiculous prioritized clue, uh, queue, uh, in this document, I would never have known that. Despite the fact, by the way, incomparable fellow incompronauts, I had set the Star Wars incomparable Slack channel to send me notifications of all messages, not just mentions or whatever, <laughs> including on my mobile device, because I figured, hey, when Star Wars tickets go on sale, <laughs> we've been discussing it in the Star Wars channel. Surely one of my many rabid Star Wars fan friends mm-hmm. in the incomparable Star Wars channel will say, oh, by the way, tickets are on sale. Nobody said a thing. So I only hmm. noticed because I was making that stupid document and then I scrambled. So I stopped making the document and then I implemented the queue, which I did not have to reference. I just went through and got tickets and, you know, did all the things in a big giant scramble before my podcast. Then after I'd gotten my, well, after I got my Thursday tickets, then I went into the Star Wars channel and said, hey, by the way, tickets are available. And of course, Dan Moran replied and said, yeah, I know. <gasps> he didn't do his job. He didn't. It wasn't his job. Mm-hmm. I just like this is the, the lesson. You mm-hmm. think people are going to be so excited that they're going to. This is the problem. Act- you did. You did the equivalent of a CC to thirty people. You needed. You need to find three trusted associates. But I didn't. I didn't ask anyone to notify me. But I figured, how is it possible mm-hmm. the tickets would go on sale and it wouldn't be mentioned in this channel? Well, guess what? It wasn't. I don't. I think you may have a lot less insight into human. Uh, matters than you than you might think well no but this is this is a tried and true system this is mm-hmm. how i got wwc tickets for okay. many years this okay. is how i mm-hmm. usually get star wars tickets like because we have channels where we discuss this there's no way the wwc tickets would go on sale back when they were was uh, not a lottery mm-hmm. and it not be mentioned in a hundred channels that i you know like it was impossible for me to avoid it but somehow and i feel like this it was less fraught this year because honestly i think the second tickets sold out more slowly 
Like I had no problem getting my first choice show, despite the fact that really? I was, you know, several minutes late. Yeah. Hmm. The, the theater out, the, the suburb theater, mm-hmm. the one that we usually go to for our movies, which is has a huge parking lot and is, you know, west of Boston and, you know, it's got big reclining seats and like it's a suburban theater right yeah, yeah, yeah. that one sold out really fast but the urban one where you got to pay 20 dollars to park oh okay that's the one that actually has the better technology on the screen and the only reason i go there is for like a star wars movie and that one didn't sell out as fast i got s- seats dead center exactly where i wanted to be since i don't understand anything anymore like when i was a kid they they used to say um you know everybody wants to go to disney world on the weekend and then you hear no no never go to disney world on the weekend uh, because there's too many people there. And then they say, well, mm-hmm. turns out, actually, it's a great time to go because everybody thinks everybody else yeah, is there. Yeah, nobody goes there anymore. It's, it's too crowded. Bear. Exactly. It's a Yogi Berra situation. Uh, I don't understand any of that. Yeah, but but anyway, the, the things don't lie in that, like, the suburban, you know, I think I think people prefer to go to the suburban one mm-hmm. because there is a giant parking lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I, I know this. everyone, it's popular to hate cars. You hate cars. Everyone hates them. But, like, would you please stop telling me what I think in life? <sighs> You don't you, know me. Said, Do you understand that? Do you understand that for two and a half cars. years of my life, the only thing I thought about was Star Wars? Do you understand that? <laughs> you got the Star Wars? I thought you were complaining you didn't hate cars. Oh, well, it, cars are the worst. It doesn't matter whether yeah, I... that's what I was saying. No, it anyway. doesn't matter whether I hate them. Don't make it about me. Yeah. You're literally I, destroying I, the country. I, and I yeah. agree. And I agree that cars are the worst. Yeah. But mm-hmm. having grown up as a suburban boy... Oh, my God. I have a major appreciation for a good parking lot. Where you don't have to pay for parking. Well, when we go to shop for the lizard, I, I, I told my daughter, this is Florida-style parking. She's like, what do you mean? I was like, this is so much like what it's like to live in Florida. You go to Daly, Daly City, and you just park. You just pull in anywhere. You could you could park in five spaces, and no one, nobody would mind. Right. There's so much parking. Yeah. And it's all free. And like, and the, the con- contrast this to where I'm actually going to watch, where not only is it like 20 to $40 to park or whatever, but it's in a parking garage made for like mopeds mm-hmm. with huge <laughs> giant cement cylinders covered with the paint of thousands of cars. Just it's like graffiti <laughs> just scraped along the sides of them. Like the kind of parking spots where it's like don't park near a pillar, and then you realize this parking it's garage the, has been designed. The, right. Every spot is by at least one pillar. So I you know. try to find the ones that aren't by two pillars. It's yeah. the kind of parking spot where you, someone has to help you out. Like, okay, I'm coming out of the parking spot. There's no way I'm going to be able to get this car out and turn it unless I have some helping me, unless I have one of those fancy cars that has like cameras all around yeah, it because yeah, you yeah. have like an inch of clearance. That's why there's paint all over everything. That's what I'm going to do because they have the best sound system and the best screen and the best projectors. But you got, you got, you got, you got your tickets. That's what matters. So I got them. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I got, I got an opening night. Uh, one, I got a family ticket for the weekend when all the kids couldn't come. God, you're a good and then, dad. You're such a good yeah, dad. And then I got a ticket for when my parents visit during the holidays. I asked Ooh. them if they wanted to see it. Uh, my mom said, uh, sure, but not a midnight showing. She thinks maybe I'm gonna gonna take my 70 plus year old parents to a midnight showing. They wanted to make sure I wasn't gonna do that. Here's a funny thing about spoilers. Um, and, you know, as always, it's... <sighs> Okay, so um, I watched uh, Watchmen, and um, the movie or the TV show. The TV show. Yep, I watched it too. And uh, so today, on, as we record this today, October twenty second, I'm back to work. I had kind of a a large semi thematic point that I wanted to make. I thought, and I, I you know, I, I was trying to basically pivot from 
uh, the pre-backlash to Watchmen, to pivoting to, you know, talking about the these kids today sort of problem, um, and some new research on that, and <laughs> what causes people to say what's wrong with these kids today. Anyway, the point being, um, I, I was just trying, I was trying to say to Dan, and, you know, it's just this toxic combination of him and me trying to communicate with each other, probably. But I was just trying to say to him, um, Okay, so, I, you know, there's this Watchmen thing, and I mainly am mentioning Watchmen in the service of uh, talking about this problem that I feel like exists, not just in, like, geek culture, but this problem in general of, like, you know, everybody's so worked up about young people and then changing things, and whether that's, you know, Ghostbusters or whatever, and all the old people that want to tell you, like, you know, how the future must be based on what they think the past was like, which is its own sort of set of problems. But I was in, it was a real pickle because Dan did want to talk about it a little bit. And I was trying to um, <laughs> return null. I, I didn't want to, so you watched, you've seen, you've seen the first episode. Mm-hmm. I, it was my usual thing of like, okay, on the one hand, like I can't say I recommend this show. And I mentioned you, and obviously referenced you know the leftovers. I said it's one off, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, basically, I was I was having in the most difficult position because, of course, what I wanted to do is scream. Of course, watch this. It's extraordinary television. And if you do actually like the comic Watchmen, and you actually like what Watchmen the comic is about, this really ticks all those boxes. Um, and, and sometimes in extremely upsetting ways, but the idea of, well, you saw the show and you know what it's about. And I was just having the most difficult time trying to talk about what I wanted to talk about without, I was, I was, I had you in mind in particular, where I was trying to think about like, how do I say what I need to say about this, providing absolutely no spoilers. And of course, as we said, just recommending something is a spoiler. But like, what did I say? I think I eventually mentioned something like, okay, well, if you remember who was president in the comic, it's really funny who's president in, you know, and I mentioned specifically. See, that, that's, that's a good point, by the way, because I don't remember who was president in the comic. I remember, uh, I think I've read he's some on the, of he's, the- He's in that over-the-shoulder shot, you see him on the wall. Oh, no, I, I know. I know who okay. was oh, okay. on a TV show, but is it a different person than in the comic? Well, the, so I think we can say that in the Watchmen comic from 1980-something, sure, um, yeah. A, Richard Nixon was president, and B- uh, there'd been a change in law where he had been president for, I think, like five five terms or something. It was an aging Nixon, yeah. Yeah, so here's here's the thing with the, the Watchmen thing, and again, I'm not going to spoil anything. I I read some of the comic. I, I saw the movie first. Like, I, I was aware of the comic's existence, mm-hmm. and I had seen pages from it, but I never had occasion to read it. Then I saw the movie, and then I'm like, I should go look at this comic, because people tell me it's different. And so I read, and maybe you it was from you talking about it. Like, in particular, I read the I ending. I probably bought you a copy. <laughs> I, I buy copies of this comic for everyone. Yeah. And so, yeah, and I was I didn't hate the movie, but I didn't love it either. But I had mm-hmm. no attachment to the property. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm not as, uh, uh, I think you're a bigger fan than I am, but I'm, I, yeah, I, absolutely. I thought yeah. it was fine. And, you know, and then I read the comic. And I'm like, okay, well, I see where, you know, I see why this is justly famous. And I understand the difference in the ending and stuff like that. There's a lot, there's a lot to it. There's a lot, you can, you can look at that comic on a lot of levels. And but when you start putting all the pieces together and you go, oh, look at that. And that is not interesting. And that's the other one black. And look at the name of the entire book and look what the man's father used to do. And it all. And then there's the clock and (laughs) the nuclear clock. And like, it's really satisfying on our kind of level as a comic. And then and then many years pass and this TV thing comes out and I'm like, oh, I like the movie and, you know, and it seems cool and I like HBO stuff. I'm going to I'm going to check this out. So I watch the episode and immediately I regret not like doing my homework and reviewing because Things are coming back to me as I'm watching it, but I'm like, but wait a second, was that how it was in the movie? 
Or is that a thing from the comic? And I know I'm missing like half of the references, but even the ones I miss, I kind of get what they're going for. And even when like, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil anything, but, the, but almost everything in it, like, well, like when they when a certain, when they're, when the, when the mother and son are in the car and something, you know, yeah, you know, I got that. That's all fine, right? You but even, you even just a little, the little, the little subtle things. The character of, in the uh, castle, did he seem familiar? Yeah, no, I know okay. all about that. That's okay. Those easy I don't, I, saying, I don't know I'm what saying, you're talking about. I don't I'm know. I'm saying the the super subtle things where it's like just a color or a motif or whatever, right? Or like the eggs, like when she was putting the eggs in the bowl. And that was a little that? on the nose. Yes, that was yeah. a little. I got. I'm with it. I'm with <laughs> it. It was too on the nose. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, but that was but that was more subtle than the other stuff. Anyway, like I. I really want to get it all right. But in terms of recommending the show at this point, as I said to a couple of people who asked about it on Twitter, there's only been one episode. So it's not mm-hmm. like I'm hedging like I was with the leftovers where I feel like I really like this, but you might not at this point with one episode, I say the jury's still out. It's no, I understand. Well, it's well made, but there is not enough for you to know whether they're going because it's unlike the leftovers. This isn't like a slow burn. They're not taking their time. There is story happening. And, but with just one episode, I can't say. And I have to say that one episode I found very upsetting and disturbing, which I think, you know, mm-hmm. man, it's what the guy who made the leftovers, right? Mm-hmm. But like in ways that, that, that feel rough. The opening is in, really in ways rough. that feel more resonant today. Like I don't I, we will eventually have a spoiler slot about this probably by the end yeah, of the season. But, I would really like that. Yeah. But like because you know the stuff in the leftovers is like whatever well, what is it what is it what is it you think so okay so i'm trying to uh, unpack what you're saying in a spoiler free way here i mean let's i mentioned it dan that so i uh i'd watched uh i woke up in the middle of the night on sunday and watched like uh the first half and i was like i felt like it had been on for two hours so much had happened in like <laughs> yeah. 25 minutes yeah. i was like you know what moving. i need to come back to this so uh, monday night last night as we record this i sat down and watched it from the, with headphones on from the beginning 100 percent attention watching it. And, um, so I, 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 I don't, I mean, setting aside the fact that I like the comic, I mean, it's not, it is, there are certain things that are super related to the comic, but it's not the comic by a long stretch. So I'm trying to figure out what it is you're, you're just saying, you're not sure you could recommend it because where are they going to go from here? Yeah. Cause you could blow the story badly. Like, like, cause, cause it is a more traditional things definitely happen and there's a story and there's a plot. Dude, you're still and watching events. Walking Dead. I, well, so that's, I would never recommend that. No one should be watching that show. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, how are you on season 10 of Walking Dead and you're reluctant to like, even like, because endorse- I, I don't recommend, like, I'm, there's, the Walking Dead, I do not recommend people watch. Like, that, that's an easy, <laughs> I it's really an recommend easy you answer. stop. It's an easy, yes, exactly. But for me, I, you, you know. You told me, you said, I said the other day to you. I'm out. Are you out? Still back in? And you're like you're right. A, I am still in, and B, you're right to be out. Yeah, you are totally like I fully admit <laughs> yeah. it. Like this is just a thing that I do, and it's yeah. fine, right? But but again, with Watchmen, it's well made, and I like the actors in it. But I am unsure where they're going with the story, and I find, like I said, I find it the story and everything about it upsetting in a way with much more real world resonance than the Leftovers. So Leftovers is pure like hmm. fantasy, silly, like whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not. There, it has resonance with the real world, but in an artistic way. And this yeah. just seems so much more on the nose. And you're like, like, and I think that's great. I think it's great mm-hmm. that it's making me feel uncomfortable. But I don't, I don't know what this is. Like, I don't want the like. This show seems like it is going to both intentionally say things to the audience and also unintentionally say things that it perhaps doesn't mean to a large swath of the audience. I, yeah, you're doing a Joker here. Oh, I haven't seen that movie and I don't know that reference. No, no, but you know, you know precisely what I mean. Dude, just look at the last 
scene, the last frame. And I think you got a pretty good idea that there's something interesting. I, but I, I don't know who that guy is. I don't know who that guy is, though. Am I supposed to know who that guy is? Well, don't you think maybe he's going to be coming back, say, in a flashback? Yeah, no, I'm sure. But I'm trying to do the math on people's ages, and I'm trying to figure out. And mm, yeah, I, Okay, so anyway, I'll, <laughs> so now I've done it twice in one day. Uh, but anyway, it was, just, it was funny because I was really struggling to not... Uh, you know, because I, I like I said, so here's the point I was trying to make is that top of mind, I was trying to like if you'd explained, quote unquote, explained leftovers to me before giving me that very unusual, hmm, you know, you, you probably won't like this. But if you like this kind of thing, you're going to like this. That's the same feeling I had about this from, you know, very much with Watchmen. I think Watchmen is more broadly appealing than leftovers so far. One episode again, one episode. Because things do happen, and it's, you know, Watchmen yeah. is a comic book franchise, and so it is more conventionally tasted. I just feel like that guy's, that guy's, I mean, when that guy's weird he, uh, these days, I think he's weird on purpose. I think he, there is an assuredness to what he's trying to do, where I, I do, I do trust his taste, and I don't know. And again, they talked about this on The Watch today, the podcast I like, and it was all they talked about today. But um, yeah, I mean, there's the... You know, people will be certainly after this first episode, which I think just on the strength of that one episode. Yeah, this is a pretty good show. Will it be able to keep doing what this show is doing at this pace with this intensity? Yeah. Can it deliver a season, a season worth of stuff that holds together like this? Well, and let's say let's say the thing we're not saying here, which is like and without becoming strictly exploitative. Yeah, exactly. That's part of what I'm worried about. Yeah. And not in, not in a Joker way, because I, I feel no. like the, the Lindelof is at a higher level than that. And I'm not, I don't, and I don't even know if that concern has any bearing on the actual movie release that was called The Joker, because I haven't seen it yet. But, but the, but the, the, but the, I mean, there's so many, I love how many questions there are. We're like, oh, that's a state now. That's interesting. But also just the whole thing of like the, the, the group that represents the antagonists in this. And which group is that? Because I don't know yet. <laughs> well, the ones that... Um, That's should, what I'm getting at. I don't want to do spoilers. Well, I we'll, do know, and we'll I, can re- te- I can tell you. But, like, I don't want to say it here and spoil it. All okay. Right. Um, yeah. This is... We're going to do a classic Siskel and Ebert here, which mm-hmm. is, uh, I'm going to be I'm gonna be Gene Siskel and say, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. Go see it. It's really good. Now, you you go be Roger Ebert. Uh, I don't want to be the one. You you get brain cancer and I get mouth cancer and we both die. I don't like that. <sighs> wow. Um. Okay, we're running a little long. So order. <laughs> yeah, I got. We, we don't have time for uh, weird no, this stuff. Is br- this is a brief one. I just want you to I want you to help me yeah. briefly with this. So I'm I'm not following the Brexit stuff like you appear to be, but. I'm not entirely uninformed about it. I do know the basics. I have watched yeah. a bunch of YouTube the explainer You've videos. Seen the CGP great yeah. over the course of the course of many years. I have read many articles about it. It's just that, like I, I haven't been engaged with it to the level you are. And it seems like you have this pastime that you've had recently is like watching. I guess the equivalent House of C-SPAN where they show House of Commons on television. Yeah, it's uh, Parliament's, yeah, yeah, they do House of Commons and House of Lords. Uh, they stream, you know, when they're in session. Yeah, like live streaming. Yeah, it's it's like C-SPAN, right? Only mm-hmm. less boring. Right. And I've, I've seen some of that as well. And you sometimes you get excited about uh, things that are happening. And I see you tweet about it and, and I'm still not following it. But I would love it <laughs> if you could give me a brief summary of whatever the latest dramatic thing happened. Oh, I don't want to read all the blow by blow. I no, just need to I know mean, like, what's I, the state. No, what I will choose to do, I will tell you the tiny bit that I know how I got here. 
And um, I mean, I, I am not an expert. Go follow Ian, the guy, uh, Ian Dunt on uh, Twitter if you want to know this stuff or go read a book. Um, I became very, book. I became, well, there's the, two things. Uh, the book's written on Brexit now? Is that, <laughs> they've had enough time, right? It's pronounced Brexit. Yeah. Um, uh, so, okay, so how do I approach this? Okay, so I, I do not claim to be an expert on this. It is a lot, John, it's a lot like watching cricket. Where, like, I think I can tell who's winning, but I'm not sure why. It's whack bat, yeah. And so, you know, one of the things is, I have to say, uh, you know, fool me once. Uh, I'm curious to see where the international winds are blowing. Because a lot of us missed this story the first time around. When the Nigel Farage's of the world were, and <laughs> later the Steve Bannon's of the world were, you know, um, encouraging a, a move toward things like uh, Brexit and Boris Johnson, eventually Boris Johnson, toward things like our current uh, president. Uh, you know, a lot of us just really missed that story, not least the New York Times. Like, a lot of us missed that. So, yeah, there's uh, there's certainly the thing where, like, wow, that Brexit thing happened over the summer, and that was wild. What happened with that? Huh, can't happen here. So, yeah, there's a part of me where, you know, the hairs on my neck are up a little bit about what the hell's going to happen. Uh, further to that, yes, uh, I think CGP... I don't know enough to audit his videos, but I can tell you that he has two or three Brexit videos that I found really useful. But but they're woefully out of date at this point. Not really. No, no, they're actually not. I mean, so like the first, so like, here's what you need to know about Brexit is Brexit is this thing where, you know, there was a, a bunch of people voted, a bunch of people later claimed they didn't really understand what they were voting for. But anyway, for whatever reason, they got bamboozled into believing a lot of them anyway who now realize it was a terrible idea. They're going to leave the European Union, and it's... I don't completely understand, apart from just weird nationalism, why they want to do it, but let's, let's leave that aside for now. You don't? I know. I understand it. Why would you want a no-deal Brexit? Oh, why? I thought you were saying you don't understand why they would want to leave the European Union. Well, I think, no, because... because There's brown I mean, people. I mean, that's the answer. Kind of. But yes, yes, John, but you asked the question. It's also because there were bus ads that were lying. Yeah, yeah, no, they of lied and R- told rallying people, up the people who don't they, like the brown people. But it's really no, you're do. not listening to my mouth words. There were also things that about the financial impact, the positive. Yeah, yeah $350 million, right? So anyway, uh, yes, it's, it's not dissimilar from what happened here, which is we can couch it as economic anxiety, but yeah, it's about brown people, sure. But the point is, unlike here, there are a lot of people there who didn't realize how bad it was going to be with what they were voting for. And they're free. They are admitting it. Anyway, I don't want to get too wound up in that. So here's the thing about the CGP Grey videos and I, why, uh, why I do recommend watching them. First of all, he has a really good video that basically explains what this is about, which is a, his usual breathless sort of whistle-stop approach to this. It's not going to be everything you could learn about this, but it's a pretty good way of saying like, you know, this is again from two or three years ago where he says, okay, here's what's at stake with, with Brexit. Um, and I think that's very good. The one that I have watched a bunch of times and have compelled my poor family to watch a bunch of times is, uh, I think it's, it might, might actually be two videos, but it's where he explains using this sort of like triangle analogy, the three, the three sort of tent poles of Brexit and how it's, there's literally no way really out of this in the current state. A lot of it comes down to Ireland and uh, the, the Good Friday Accords and how we're going to deal with borders and show me how you draw a fence that will get us out of this. And that's when it really caught my interest as sort of a spectator sport. Not to make light of this, but I was like, wow, how are you going to work this out? 
a lot of people can see that this is just not, it's not going to be good for anybody. Super harmful. A lot of people very worried about like, like, yeah, ha, huh, yeah, we're, nobody likes brown people. But like, are we going to get, are we going to get drugs? Are we going to be able to get, it's not just about like, you know. There should be enough calories in the food that we will have. Remember, that was one of the stories a couple of months ago. Remember that <laughs> one? There, there, there was, they were saying, rest assured, we will have sufficient calories. Yeah, that, that's their version of. To not of, starve to death on our island. <laughs> that's, that's, that's their version <laughs> of it wasn't a crime and what if I did? Um, and then, so anyway, that's what got me interested in it and things have really been picking up and I've been like, just kind of watch. So here's what I, what I want to say about this. Um, I, there's all of that, which is kind of the serious stuff of this, of like, what is going to happen with this? What's going to be happening, inter- happening internationally with this? What are the ramifications of this? Um, and then there's the part that's just pure, like riveting, not entertainment is not precisely the wor- right word. Forgive me for saying um, friends in UK, there's something very entertaining about watching Parliament in session that is not entertaining in the way that it's done in the United States. And it's all the things, if you've ever watched Questions of the Prime Minister on C-SPAN, you get this. Um, because you've got this really, it's very odd to me, kind of the way they run things. I don't understand the different political parties. It is like cricket to me. But there is this demand for civility in the way that they talk to each other, or a kind of the British version of civility, which is, of course, you know, public is private, up is down. Um, and then you got John Burkow. You got the guy who runs the whole thing, who is and, and not a perfect man. I've heard he's a very short-tempered, difficult-to-get-along-with guy. But you talk about a goddamn natural-born entertainer. <laughs> he's so interesting. And then just to watch, like, while I'm looking at Twitter and seeing what people in the UK are saying about this, journalists, it's just fascinating to watch it happen in real time um, to understand what, what, here's what division means. Like, here's what, you know, here's what, here's what the, um, what these different people, here's what, when people from Scotland are talking, like, here's where they're coming from on this, right? When people from Ireland and Wales are talking, like, here's where they're coming from. Not, consi- you know, but you, you learn. You learn that the conservatives sit over here and the, um, the liberals sit over here. And it's not just conservative does not necessarily equal equal Tory and labor does not equal equal liberal because there's independent conservatives and it's all real wild and it's a coalition government and it's, it's pretty crazy and you get things, you get days like today as we record this, which is like, there's this one voting block where like there it's going to come, might come down to how they decide to vote on this. You got to have these three readings of the vote. Plus you have to accept the program and it's all very archaic, but like it's extremely exciting and there are stakes to it. So it's it's basically like being able to live stream like a very real civic version of the World Series every day. So by me not following this, but occasionally seeing you tweet about it, what I'm normally looking for, and is there many things like this where I don't follow it, but some people that I follow, follow it or whatever, and they'll right. be excited about a thing, whether it's a baseball game that's going extra innings or a dramatic moment in some political thing that I'm not following. In general, you'll see a tweet, I'll see a tweet fly by mm-hmm. that is someone exclaiming something that either is about to happen or has just happened, but because I don't follow it. Uh, and I don't have the context for it. I don't know what they're talking about. So what right. I rely on is that surely two or three tweets from now, someone <laughs> somewhere will have a tweet that follows up that tweet. But it's all still tweet. inscrutable to you. That, yeah, that will, yeah, that will say like, oh, and by the way, what this means is like the explainer tweet that gives the one sentence, right? You know, like, yes. for example, when when uh, Theresa May was like having all these votes and she couldn't get any of them passed, like there would be these dramatic things happen and all I'd need is for someone to say, oh, she tried to get that same thing passed again and it failed again. 
right? Or something like that. I'm like, okay, so okay. now... Do you want me to take a, take a quick... Do you want me to take a quick swing? Yeah, so for this one, you seemed excited about something today. Yeah. No idea what you were excited about and nothing in the timeline let me know. Well, you know what? You know how it is? I mean, some days you're just glad the boat hasn't sunk yet. Yeah, Because sure. what, what happened was, you know, Theresa May was earnest. And again, I'm, I'm not an insider. So everybody's, no matter what you say about anything, of course, everybody's going, well, you really should to know the real story. Yeah, you should you, you know, don't that, know. You don't know the real details. Yeah. No one, like um, no one does. A, a really good friend of mine, I think you might listen to the show. I don't know. But a really good friend of mine from uh, college is from South Africa. And uh, I, I remember being all like, oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen Winnie Mandela speak. I'm a big fan of you know, Mandela. Hey, apartheid. And he'd be like, uh, yeah, it's actually really complicated because <laughs> like nobody likes apartheid, but a bunch of those people were terrorists, <laughs> killed a lot of people. And I was like, mm, I can see how that's complicated for someone who actually lived there. Uh, so what's been happening is Boris Johnson, long story short, Boris Johnson swept in, has swept into office. Uh, he's been this uh, somewhere between Trump and Bannon in a lot of ways and obviously Nigel Farage, but he's this very bellicose figure Um uh, who had been, he's been mayor of London and he came sweeping in and the way they do elections is so bananas. Don't have time for that. But anyway, he swept into office and he's like, okay, now, now that Theresa May is out, boy, we're really going to get this done. And he basically got his ass handed to him about four times in one week. And it was really exciting viewing because he thought he was just going to railroad through this no deal Brexit that was going to be just a real garbage fire. And ever since then, um, I don't know, something's happened and, and, Parliament has, uh, the House of Commons really has increasingly more had their legs under them, will still kind of like fight back against what he's what he's trying to do. And after his succession, now this matters a lot in the UK, because where you can just call an election, mostly when you want to as the prime minister. There's all kinds of like little double secret dirty tricks and stuff that you can do in ways that you need this to agree. And oh, by the way, I'm going to dismiss Parliament for like six weeks because of something called the Queen's Speech. And so therefore, we're going to have the scepter out of the room. And it's all extremely confusing to me. But what it's come down to in the last few days now is this nail biting thing where it's like, you know, uh, like I say, he's got his butt handed to him a lot. But Johnson now has come up with this... uh, He's, he keeps trying to do these ultimatums that keep failing. And one of his latest ultimatums was, here's, here's the deal, take it or leave it. Like, I will burn the place down if you don't give this to me. <laughs> you make my stapler. Yeah, exactly. It said I could play the burn, radio at a reasonable burn this volume. Country to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think and I heard about the, 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 the deal. The like, this is, look, this is the deal. Take this it or it. leave it. And, and it. he said, yep. leave it. Well, yeah, what happened was, so you got to do these multiple readings of the vote and, uh, and then you have to approve the program. And so essentially there was just this real nail biter moment today of, no, you know what? The good guys haven't won, but the bad guys didn't run away with it. Oh, so that was today. That was, that was the well, thing. Of so like- what happened was this was, I guess, you know, so basically the, the drop, there's been several drop deads inside the drop deads, but the current drop dead is, uh, had been that he hoped that he could run out the clock so that Brexit, no matter what, at any cost, happens on October 31st, as they say, full stop. And so essentially, I think what, where they're leaving it now is that there's almost certainly going to have to be an extension. And you probably saw Parliament, <sighs> he's such a dick, Parliament said, look, you know, we're compelling you to send this letter to the EU asking for an extension. And so he actually sent three letters. He sent the letter that they demanded that he send, which he refused to sign like a giant diaper baby. He attached his own letter to it saying, please don't accept the letter I sent to you that I'm not signing. 
And there's all these shenanigans. And I mean, uh, the good thing they don't get watch the news over there in the EU. <laughs> well, that's the thing is then somebody uh, somebody on um I want to say on All Things Considered was asking about this and saying like, well, isn't this isn't this very going to be very confusing because Brussels is going to get all these letters and they're like, oh, I I think I think they follow the news very closely and <laughs> are aware of what what our prime minister is up to. So anyway, nobody wants this except for this. Nobody wants a no deal Brexit at all except for this group of weirdos. I'm sorry, that's very disrespectful. It's just it's, racist. You mean? Yeah. No. It's not just the racism, though. It's I economic know. anxiety. It's also the plutocrats. I know. I know. It's all. It's a great. Co- it's a coalition government. I follow it because it's fascinating, <laughs> and because it is. And watching, as I say, this guy Ian Dunt, who's a no, not everybody loves him, but I love his coverage of it. And uh, and it's it's a uh, when you've got Parliament uh, up in your browser and you're following along with what the what the British pundits are saying about it, it's uh, it's very interesting. It's a, it's a you know. I don't want to sound dismissive about it because the whole reason I'm originally here is because I know this is a big deal and I know it has an impact across the world. It's going to be so bad if this just happens. And it's, and you know, and here's the secret little, my little crystal gem is I just keep thinking, you know, in the same way, oh, this is magical thinking, John. This is such magical thinking. But in the same way, it's, it sucked when, um, when uh, the referendum was passed in 2016. And we all went, wow. <laughs> Sucks to be you, ha ha. And then our 45th president <laughs> oh, was elected. And so the magical thinking that. is, I go, well, maybe if we follow the transitive property of magic, ma- magical thinking, mm-hmm. maybe if they, if they, fix, they, if they fix their crap. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll fix our crap. Yeah, see? <laughs> transitive uh, property of magical thinking. Yeah, no, like, I, I, because I'm not following it, like, once I understood the situation over there, I'm like, well, there's no reason for me to be following this. It's either going to happen no, or it's not going to happen. It's clearly going to take a really long time. But even I didn't think that it would be this many, like, just it's always like, there's some dramatic end going to come, but it, all it means is it, it doesn't end. It, you know, nothing is resolved and it just continues. And it's like, how long? There was that good tweet that everyone retweeted today of like, the year is 20, 2192. Every year, the prime minister <laughs> travels from the UK to Brussels to ask for an extension. No one knows why. It's just a thing <laughs> that we do. But it's widely covered. Lots of right. tourists come to see it. <laughs> every year, Earth sends a representative. Every year, the Cylons don't. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, and the exactly. Thing, the thing about it, like from a distance, I know this is probably not the case, but from a distance, it strikes me as very similar to a situation we have here where it's basically a minority rule. Like you know, oh, we yeah. have here, like the gerrymandering where Republicans, mm-hmm. a, a minority of, of angry, racist white people in a state control everything because everything is gerrymandered. And so like, for example, you know, because well, of the electoral college, I mean, yeah, and, and background checks, like background checks on guns will have like 90 something percent approval, but we mm-hmm. can't get it passed. Like, because the majority of the, the quote unquote representatives that represent, you know, it's, it's ridiculous, right? And so when I mm-hmm. see the stuff in the UK happening, I'm like, well, by this point, surely at least 51% of the country thinks that this whole thing is a terrible idea. And can't we just go and take it back? But they apparently have a system of government that does not allow that will to be reflected in the, in the government. Yeah, so all these all these guys in three piece suits going to rump for saying like, oh, will the people, will the people, like right? But no, but it's like, but yeah, but like it, it's clear that like just like we can't get background checks for guns passed with ninety percent approval ratings, there is a an actual popular opinion that cannot penetrate the system of government that they have set up. That's my, I, I don't know if that's actually the case, but from a distance, not following the story, it looks like that. Both our countries' legislative bodies. If they're not in, right at this moment, like in, locked up in this one topic, that one topic for us, it's a currently impeachment. For them, it is Brexit. Um, even if you find some way to achieve escape velocity from that vortex, 
it's always going to come back to that for a while. And, you know, part of it is you just wish, oh boy, I hope, I mean, I personally, I'm not one of those uh, happy neoliberals that think, thinks we'll ever have something called normal again. God bless you if you think that. Um, but, uh, <laughs> again, for the third time, read a book. But, I mean, I think it's certainly something over there where there's like real like serious like stakes right now. Uh, here's a guy I retweeted today. Uh, th- sometimes you, you just run across something and you're like, oh, God, I just needed somebody to state that in the way that they did. This guy, Stephen White from Syracuse, uh, says, being a senator is a great job because it allows you to make a career pandering to anti-urban sentiment while enjoying all the benefits of living in a major urban area. Oh, that's the dream of being a politician. Yeah. Like you get, but like you get to be Lindsey Graham or you get to be, you get to <laughs> no, rail. Not, not everyone gets to be Lindsey Graham. Yeah. That's, that's a special <laughs> elevated position. Good. Good. <laughs> When is his tell-all book going to come out? I guess after he dies, probably, given that he's gone this long. But. Oh, I don't know. I think I think he and uh, McConnell should just go retire somewhere together and be happy. McConnell's never going to have a tell-all. McConnell is like, boy, we didn't really appreciate it. Like, he is the Cheney of this decade. <laughs> I don't know, man. He's, he's distilled pure evil. I kind of, yeah. Like, But him and Sessions, it's just, it's so, when you get to Sessions that topic. Sessions is comical. Sessions is a comic book idiot. He just likes doing racisms. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like, he's Yosemite, he's the Yosemite Sam of racism. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's Sam and Leghorn together forever. Yeah, yeah but anyway, like, it, it, you know, so from a distance, yeah. I find it frustrating that the UK can't get this. But like, uh, both of our systems of government, ours worse than theirs, are like, intentionally or not, ours definitely intentionally set up to slow you down. Mm-hmm. To make it so that there can't be swift, decisive action based on the will of the people. Because swift, decisive action based on the will of the people historically has been a formula for really bad things. So yeah. the whole government is set up to like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, to always constantly apply the brakes with uh, good process. Yeah, let's kind of make it difficult. to Let's have government be like a trailing indicator of the will of the people. It's just that at this point, it's a non-indicator. Again, think, things that have massive approval have no chance of getting passed. And that's that's a broken system of government. It's it's utter, it's utterly insane. There's that I, I I believe it is credited. It's attributed to Thoreau, and I'll do I'll do your style of uh, terrible joke telling, or in this case, quote telling. Here, it's it's not telling. It's it is. Well, I got to think of the correct phrase for it. anyway. Go ahead. What do you call what you do? Where you just basically give bullet yeah, points? Yeah, it's not. It's not. T- I'm not telling the joke because that's All a right. performance. Mm-hmm. It is. Reciting, explaining, ex- explaining the joke, yeah. it's communicating the joke. It's giving someone else enough information. Joke. Yes, it, you're, it's you're a giving joke someone else enough information that if they wanted, they could tell the joke. Uh-huh. But I'm not telling it now. I'm conveying to you this is the joke. Should you want to ever tell it, now you <laughs> have enough information joke. to do so. <laughs> so please convey that information to me. Uh, no, it's not Thoreau. It's uh, Jonathan Swift. Laws are like cobwebs, which may catch small flies, but let wasps and hornets break through. And that's been I true for a long one. time, but boy, does that ever feel true right now? We're like, you know, if you if you find a way, like the, the way that you can, like, um, I don't know, like Kobayashi Maru out of the system is, you know, to have everybody scared that you'll talk about them on social media and primary them. They will, they will, now to talk about Orwell, they will police themselves. And there's a big hornet doing that a lot right now, and it's so sad to me. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, Jonathan Swift. Yeah, that, I mean that's that's another reason why you know I haven't been following any of this stuff because everything over here is just so terrible. I know, it's like I know, I don't, I know. You don't have the mental capacity, and so I, I'm glad that you found some entertainment in it. I remember watching. Oh, but I mean, like I I, I don't want to make it seem like I'm just yeah, like no, pointing. I, I'm laughing. just saying, like it's it's yeah, you know, it, and it's interesting to see a, a different government screw up in a slightly different way than we are because they are. I feel like they are. They're they're 
trap is diff- slightly different than ours. Mm-hmm. But in some ways, the same. It's interesting because, like, we have, mm-hmm. you know, our sort of original sin of the country that informs everything. And they have their own. They have their own little, like, yeah, we did invade a bunch of our neighbors and, you know, do bad. Like, it's the whole Ireland situation. Like, it's it's different than ours, but in many ways, it's not that different. Um, so I think that is prob. So at this point, um, until John is satisfied with his care as regards Watchmen, it's not official smaller small material yet, but, uh, if it's, if it's on its good behavior, you'll, uh, you'll allow it later in the season. Yeah. I would recommend that people who listen to this program watch it so that when we do do the spoiler slot about Watchmen, probably when the season's over, it's only like nine episodes, then mm-hmm. you'll, will have been prepared to mm-hmm. see it. I'm going to watch Millennium Actress, Perfect Blue. I'm going to play Life is Strange, which is a, a, something called a PS4 game. No, don't, like, you, get, you prioritize, just do Sun Arrow Wild Hearts. It'll take you five, it'll take you five minutes before you put it down, and then that'll be it. Like, it's not a big investment. Pair PlayStation Controller. You've already watched more Millennium Actress than you will need to play Sun Arrow Wild Hearts. 